0: Hello friends, welcome to the Connected Divergence podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. I'm Tina, I'm an ADHD coach, and I've been a coach for the last two years helping people figure out how to work with their brain, with their ADHD brain, and with their executive dysfunction instead of feeling like they're always fighting against it. And today I really want to talk about how to build and create sustainable habits when you have ADHD. This is something that I'm going to be talking about a lot on this podcast, but it's something that I'm very passionate about and I've thought a lot about for myself because it's something that I have always struggled with. For my whole life, as long as I can remember, I have tried to do things the neurotypical way, which would be to say, okay, I want to exercise once, you know, once a day. I want to go on a run three times a week. I want to you know obviously if you can't tell a lot of what i'm talking about has been rooted in diet culture and wellness culture um but from a super young age right i would try to say okay i'm going to study this every day i'm going to learn spanish by practicing 30 minutes a day um even for cleaning my house right all right maybe i will vacuum on monday wash my sheets on tuesday Clean the bathrooms on Wednesday and dust on Thursday, do laundry Friday, things like that. Where in my brain, I was creating these rules to follow, right? Okay, I will do this. I'm going to make this commitment. I'm going to, you know, say that I'm going to do this and follow through. I'm going to do it. And a lot of my feelings of self trust or lack thereof were (laughs) rooted in that, right? Oh, I said I would do this. And here I am again, not doing that thing, not using this planner that I spent this money on. Here I am again, I'm in the same place that I was, so this means that I can't trust myself. And that was a really hard place to be, and it was even harder because I would shame myself and beat myself up to try to motivate myself to get back on the wagon, right? Okay, I got this gym membership and I'm spending money on it and I have to go to the gym, I have to use this. And if I didn't, there'd be a time where I, you know, woke up one morning and didn't go and felt tired and wanted to sleep in. It would feel like I broke my streak and I could never get the streak back, right? The level of energy and effort that it would take for me to get back on the train was so hard. And then I would shame myself. And then I would beat myself up as a way to try to motivate myself into doing the thing. But surprise, shaming ourselves doesn't work. Beating ourselves up doesn't work. There may have been a period of time in our life where it did work, but it's brief and sustainable habits cannot be created by shaming ourselves and beating ourselves up. It's not sustainable. It's not going to last in the long run. And so with that, right, how we change this, how we do things differently in creating sustainable habits right? Neurotypical culture loves the idea of consistency, right? Oh, you need to be consistent. Oh, you need to post on Instagram three times a day, every day, right? Neurotypical, neuro, neurotypical productivity culture loves rigidity and rules. But ADHD brains do not love rigidity, and we do not like rules. And so with that, we have to do things differently. We have to think differently. We have to use different systems and tools and mindsets and perspectives that are very, very different from what we typically see from our peers, from our friends, from our family, or even on um, popular culture. What is it called? Uh, The media, right? News articles and things like that. Um, The typical productivity books and self-help books. We have to do things very differently. And so a mindset that I want to offer you is one of valuing persistence over consistency. And so what I'm saying is that it is a choice to decide whether we care to value consistency of showing up every day or doing this thing three times a week, or we can choose to value persistence and being the kind of person that comes back to doing the things that you want to care to and love to do time and time again. And I'm going to tell you that valuing persistence over consistency is going to help you a hundred times more than trying to create these rules and the rigidity ever will, (laughs) right? Persistence. Persistence means that you are going to come back to doing the things that you want to do. Persistence means that it's okay if there's a day that you're not feeling it. That's okay. There's room for that. That makes sense. Of course, there's maybe a day that you want to rest. Of course, maybe there's a day that you're hanging out with your friends and there isn't really an opportunity to do that thing. That's okay. Persistence means that we have the opportunity that we care to come back to doing those things. And it doesn't matter if it's a day, if it's a week, if it's a month, if it's a year, that is all okay. Because when we zoom out on our lives and we see the big picture those little moments aren't gonna matter very much. What's gonna matter so much more is all of the times that we came back, all the times that we kept trying, all the times that we showed ourselves that it's safe to do less on purpose because it means that we're still doing the thing that we want to and care to and love to do. And so with that, that brings me to my next kind of segue that I wanna talk about, which is truly Our brains, our ADHD brains, love to think in all or nothing thoughts, right? We like to be zero or 100. We either are doing it every single day or we're not doing it at all. And with that, right, we've gotten a lifetime of practice, a lifetime of practice in all or nothing thinking of if I'm going to do this, it has to be like this. Oh, if I do it less, that's not good enough. That doesn't count. That doesn't mean anything. And I'm saying that it is an intentional practice to show ourselves that it is safe to do less on purpose. It is safe for us to, you know, maybe we want to vacuum, but maybe it's not about vacuuming the entire house. Maybe we just vacuum one room and that's it. Maybe we want to spend time outside. Um, Maybe we want to go for a run, but that day going on a run feels exhausting. So we make it safe to do less and we go on a walk instead for just a quick 10-minute walk and that's it. Maybe if you're somebody that likes going to the gym, maybe that looks like showing yourself it's safe to do less by doing less intensity or reducing your weight that you're lifting or just having a cardio day and not doing any lifting at all. All of that is showing our brains that it is safe to do less on purpose, and in this, we are breaking away from all-or-nothing thinking, which means that we are lowering the barrier to entry. We are lowering, lowering the energetic barrier for that task initiation. We are making it easier to compromise with our brain and say, okay, I still actually want to do this. What do I feel like doing? What feels accessible? What feels doable? What feels possible? in this realm or in this vein for this thing that I want to do. And when we do that, and when we celebrate that, instead of shaming and beating ourselves up and being like, hey, wait a minute, I did this thing. I'm so proud of myself. Wow, I did it. That feels so good. Wow, I am making progress. I am doing the things that I want to and care to and love to do. All of that creates dopamine in your brain. All of that creates positive emotional memories and positive experiences around this thing that you want to be doing, which means that your brain is going to be more likely to want to come back and do it again, right? When we create positive emotional memories that are free from the burden of shame, there is a lot more safety in our nervous system where our brain thinks of the thing and is like, oh yeah, I had a really great time doing that last time. Let me do it again. Sounds great. On the opposite end, right, when we push ourselves really, really hard, let's say we're at the gym, right, and we're pushing ourselves so hard and we're about to puke and we're feeling sick and we're sweating and we feel disgusting and horrible and awful and everything's on fire, right? That can create a negative emotional memory in our brain that our brain then wants to run away from and never, ever go back to again. Our brain wants to say, Oh my gosh, that was terrible. That was horrible. That was a, you know, maybe in our nervous system, right? Our nervous system thinks that was a dangerous experience. Let me make sure that that never happens again. And so then we never go back to the gym for months and months and months, or we avoid the thing, or we quote unquote procrastinate. But really, what's going on is our unconscious mind knows, Hey, this wasn't safe. Hey, this wasn't fun. Hey, this was a really bad time. Let's avoid this at all costs. And so, what I'm saying. Is that what we need to do is make sure that we create positive emotional memories and positive experiences as much as possible around the things that we want to do and there has to be way 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 more positive vibes and positive experiences and positive memories than negative ones for sure it is an energetic balance here so those are some of my thoughts on how to create sustainable habits when you have adhd i hope this podcast was helpful i hope it was useful Please subscribe. Please rate this podcast. And if you don't follow me already, my Instagram handle is at comfort and kindness, and you can find me on there. All right. Take care. Bye.